0: Alright, I think we're getting, uh, we're ready to jump in here. So welcome to everybody. I'll get you to get back to your seats. Welcome to everybody online. It's great to have you. My name is Sean. I'm one of the pastors on the team. And it's, it's good to have you here today. Are you excited to be in church? Anybody? This is good. Hey, I, I, Pastor James did a great job just moments ago talking to us about the coldest night of the year. And, and last night I was, I was there as well. But the, the one thing I wanted to just also add on to what Pastor James said was this is, um, as you heard, um, our church was the, the, the I guess, one of the most generous when it came to, to giving. And we, we mentioned that not to pat ourselves on the back. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. This was the moment that caught my attention last night, is that in front of all of the other walkers and the participants, when what was communicated was communicated, it was that proud moment. It was that dad moment. <laughs> I'm not your dad. But uh, it was that dad moment where it was like, It was this, what was being commented on was not our giving, but what was commented on to me is that Colwood Church showed up to something in the community that matters to our community. And by our presence and by our generosity, we are making waves in the West Shore because of what you are and who we are together. I loved it, I was just, I just said, thank you, God, this is so cool, because we want to be good partners, we want to be good neighbors in our community, right? That's what Jesus would want, and so thank you, church, I'm just, I'm so proud today, um, and I'm excited for next year when we're going to double that amount, and we're going to have double the amount of people walking with us, amen? <laughs> we're, somebody take a picture of who's here today so that we can call them for tomorrow, or next year, Okay perfect. How many of you have ever done an obstacle course before? Anybody done an obstacle course? Obstacle courses are tons of fun. I mean you get to have some fun running around through the thing. but you even know when an obstacle course is even that much more better is when you are doing it in a race. Have you ever done an obstacle course in a race fashion as well? Well just recently, quite recently, we had an obstacle course here and uh, here's some footage for you to check out this cool little obstacle course as to what happened. (laughs) This is Pastor Tyson and Pastor Sean and you can see it is tall versus small. It is hair versus no hair. It is versus the little guy the big guy struggling socks are about to be lost. his struggle is real okay Pastor Tyson trying to get up and you notice that this is not good for him. Uh, he look it he is struggling hard but you know what he makes it through so everybody give a hand for Pastor Tyson. Oh I'm so proud of him. Well, listen, we do that just to have some fun here. Uh, we, like, it's fun when we bring in inflatables every week just to run around as pastors. It's great. So we don't do that, by the way. Your giving goes to much better things than that. Um, but the obstacle course, but there is a particular course that I actually want to steer our attention to today, and it's an assault course. Have you heard of the assault course? An assault course is pretty intense. In fact, the assault course is what is being used in the military as they prepare their soldiers. This is the actual name of what this course is. And so the assault course takes you through thick and thin. They are trying to test the mental fortitude of people. They want to know that what is being thrown at them, are they going to be able to overcome that so that when in the field, they're going to be able to take on what is being thrown at them. In fact, the assault course with such a strong name was also called an obstacle course with the military as well, just to kind of lessen the blow. And then some people didn't even like that, and so they actually started to call it a confidence course. (laughs) Which if you looked at Pastor Tyson, there was no confidence. That was full-on assault, right? Like this is what was happening with him. But the idea of this assault course, it gets to one particular moment. And this moment is a game changer. And you've maybe seen it in a picture before. Maybe you've seen it in a video. But every single soldier at one point comes to this one moment and it is known as the wall. Have you seen the wall before? Have you seen what the wall is? Whether you are doing it as an individual or you're with a team. You get to this wall and it is a grueling task placed before you. How are you going to get over the wall? The problem with the wall is that in this particular training, if you go around it, you may get shot. Not literally, of course, but you may be thrown out of the program. You have to go over the wall in order to complete the course that is placed in front of you. Now, here's what we're going to talk about today. I actually think that you and I also have these walls in our life that you cannot go around, you cannot retreat from, you got to go through, you got to get over it. We all have walls today, and we're going to talk about some of these walls and how they are so important to us. To do that, we're going to look at Psalm chapter 23. Psalm 23 is probably one of the most well-known pieces of scripture in the whole entire Bible. It's a beautiful picture. And so, a long time ago, I actually memorized this um, this portion of scripture. It's only six verses, it's not that hard, and I would encourage you to do the same. I'm going to show you the words of this psalm in the NLT, which is this version of the Bible. But me as a kid, I cut my teeth on this version called the King James. <laughs> and that's where I memorized, actually, the, the 23rd Psalm. And so you're going to hear me articulate some of my King james y uh, as we read this together. But it, it reads this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. It goes on that he lets me rest or he, he leads me beside still the waters. He quiets my soul. And I love how he kind of continues with this, and he leads me beside those peace. He renews my strength. That's okay. You're totally good. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. And then it comes to like, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yay. I, who says yea anymore? Yay! I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. And it says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they, they comfort me says that you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies and you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. But this last one is beautiful. Surely the goodness and the unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd and yea, though I walk through hell and I face my walls, it says that You are with me. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for what it brings. Now teach us out of your word is my prayer. Use the preparation, the time. And I ask, Spirit, that you very specifically speak to every heart, to every ear that is listening as you need done. Help us today to embrace and to um, see these walls that are in our life because we all have them. And if we haven't had them yet, we're about to get them. And I ask that you would teach us today then, what do I do when these walls are present in my life? So help us, I pray. I ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Come on, everybody said. Amen. Amen. So this morning, we're going to talk through the subject of journey through the wall. Not around it, but through it. Um, you know, Welcome back to our EHS study. Now, for those of you that are brand new to us, maybe today for the first time, EHS, we're in a series talking about emotionally healthy spirituality, that you cannot be healthy in your spirituality if you are unhealthy in your emotions. They match together. They need one another, so EHS. And over the last several weeks, we've been talking about several interesting topics. We've talked about self-awareness and our mass. Last week, Pastor Tyson brought a great message of how you got to look back at your past in order to go forward, that God wants to use everything from your past to propel you to your present day and into your future. And today, we're going to talk about the dark night of your soul. Are you encouraged? (laughs) It's like, why did I come to church today? We're going to talk about this. Yes, we totally are gonna talk about this. But these moments that we're gonna talk about in the darkest night of your soul. I mean, some of them will be past related. They just will. But I have a I have a silly hunch that actually some of us are in the room today and we've we've got the wall and we've got the darkest night of the soul happening right now, in the present day moment. We understand this about life. Life is a journey, and life is gonna be illustrated, and Pastor James and Josh are gonna help me here to help us illustrate this moment, but life is a journey. Have you ever heard this slogan before, that life is a journey? It's kind of, I think some country people made a song out of it as well, life is a highway, and I'm not going to sing for you, but uh, it's this journey. And life being a journey has these amazing ups and downs to it, does it not? It's got twists and turns. There are things that are happening in the life of the journey that are quite unbelievable. And so what I've got here today is these two, and if you can't see it right now, they're Playing tug of war, uh, trying to see who's stronger than the other, and uh, I wonder if we should vote on who we think is stronger. Um, no, we won't do that today. But this is this this rope that you see today is significant of eternity. Just I want I want to put a visual in your head. This is eternity. This is not just your life, but this is eternity. You've got from the beginning to the end. Okay we 're going to start with you know what let's flip it this time you're the end you're the beginning, okay, but all along this line is the etern- it's every human being that's ever existed it's every human being that is going to exist, and somewhere along this scope of eternity, um, you are, which is really interesting, right because when it when it comes to you and I, um, let's just make this and please, I'm not trying to do anything prophetic here. Like, I, are we closer to the end times? Or I'm not doing that, okay? So just relax. Um, but this is you. Now take a look at the scope of eternity, and that's you. How many of you feel pretty small right now? <laughs> I do. I mean, when I look at this, I'm like, wow, that is incredible to see. But this is us. And in the timeline of it all, there you are. There I am. Now, if you were to do something for me and with me, let's just take you here and let's just expand it just a little bit more. So this is the timeline of your life right here. We're just going to expand it just for a perspective piece. I got my handy dandy little toy uh, from Pastor Tyson Lindsay because I don't have these in my house anymore. And uh, this is you. And so as you engage your life, there's a beginning to who you are. It's beautiful. This is you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Tell yourself I'm beautiful. I mean, like, it's good. so you're walking along, and the interesting part about this is that um, as you're walking along life's journeys, all of the sudden, as you're going along, there becomes this enormous structure that stands in your way, and it's not a literal physical structure; it's just something that happens, and it's called the wall. Like, and you have this wall that stands in your way, and as every person would like to do with this wall, we'd like to kung fu it down or something like that, or maybe we'd like to try to run around the wall, or maybe we'd start walking back to, like, you know, back to the beginning of time. We just want to get away, but the wall is here, and what we're proposing today is that what you and I have to do is we got to walk through, journey through the wall, and you kind of keep going on life. But then it's so cool that you, you get through that first wall, and you get over here, and guess what happens again? <laughs> another wall. And it's like you're, you're loving your life. You're totally not loving your life. You knock this down again, and you keep going along, and guess what happens again? Another wall comes in the way. And the thing about these walls is that they're not just the trite, little, easy things that we struggle with every single day. We'll talk about that in a moment, but what we're talking about is there are crisis moments that come into your existence, and you stand in front of this wall, and this is the only thing I need you to see today, is that Jesus is asking you to come through the wall. He's asking you that when this happens, will you continue through the wall with his help on your side. If you would be kind enough, like give, give a hand to these great pastors and their strengths. <laughs> Here's the reality all of us don't like. Extremely hard situations will come. The wall is very real for you. It's when these wall moments occur that the journey has to take us inward. This is the EHS. That when those moments stand in your path, you gotta look inside. In fact, I'm gonna propose to us today that God takes you to the wall for a reason. Notice that I didn't say God brought the wall to you, but he will allow us to get to these walls. Because there's something in those walls that he wants to do with us as we are on this journey together of life to be emotionally healthy in our spirituality. Saint John of the Cross, who was a, a Spanish monk in the 16th century, was also thrown into jail. And while in jail, he coined the phrase, the darkest night of the soul. Has anybody heard of the darkest night of the soul before? This is a real thing that this monk was experiencing while in prison, and he coined it in a way that people through all of the cent- these late, last five centuries have used, and in that cell, he started to think about the journey of eternity, the journey of your life, and he concluded that there were three stages to it. The three stages were that you're a beginner, then you're a progressive in the journey, and then you make perfect. Whatever that means, I don't know, but he says this, to move out of the beginning stage, he he argues that it required the receiving of God's gift of the dark night, Or the wall. That God is going to place these walls in us as beginners on the journey to move us to progressives and relying on him. But this is what St. John of the Cross said. He said, this is the ordinary way we grow in Christ. Ordinary. A failure to understand this is one of the major reasons many start out well in their journeys, but they do not finish. Because when the wall strikes a lot of people, we run away. But the wall he is proposing is the exact place where God wants to speak something so deep and so real to us. And I kind of have to agree with the Spanish monk. The Bible will discuss to us and with us things like trials and the walls that we're going to encounter. But for a moment today, I want to differentiate between the two. Because trials is a little bit different than just the wall. In John 16, Jesus himself speaks that, listen, in this world, you're going to have trial. You're going to have trouble. But he goes on to say, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So the first thing that we need to see in this journey of our life is that you're going to have some problems. Are you excited? I oh, no, not Like, we just don't like this. But you're going to have it. But Jesus says, take heart. I've got you. I'm going to be with you. So it's going to be good. So these trials that we're talking about in the Bible, these are kind of like the everyday jams that we all experience together. Whether it would be a a traffic jam, or maybe it's that annoying boss that is in your life, said no one on my team. Uh, Maybe it's delayed airplanes. Maybe it's the masks that you wear. Maybe it's a fever. It's the relationships around you. Or maybe it's a cat trial. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? But then the trial turns into what is known as the suffering that could take place in our lives as well. And in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5, it says this: we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Don't you find this interesting? You can rejoice. You could be happy when the trial and the joy comes. How many of you are happy? When the trial and the wall comes to your life, are you like, Woohoo, let's do this again tomorrow? No, we don't do this. When I read this scripture, it's a struggle for me myself. I don't find a lot of joy until a little bit later when I realize, oh yeah, that's what God was trying to do anyway. But it says that we are to count it as joy. But it says why. Because when you consider it and rejoice in it, it helps you develop endurance and that endurance will develop a strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love See, you got the trials it's the it's the mundane but it's the like it's repetitive but then you get the wall And the wall today for us is, it is crisis that turns our worlds upside down. Have you ever had one of these moments? Let me give you a few examples. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's job loss. Maybe it's the death of a friend or a loved one. Maybe it was that cancer diagnosis. Perhaps today you've had a disillusioning church experience. And it was a crisis to you. Maybe it's a shattered dream. It's a wayward child. Perhaps you've struggled with infertility and you don't know why. Perhaps the joy of the Lord that has been lost in your life and you hit this thing called a wall and it stands in your path. The unfortunate part about these walls, folks, is this. Is that these walls are going to come whether you like it or not. Whether you give it permission or not, the wall is going to come. But in the journey of emotionally healthy spirituality, uh, 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 an emotionally healthy spiritual person is gonna be able to land on some of these statements that show like, that they're in this thing as well. Things like, maybe you've said this too, but I am simply bewildered. I have no hot clue what God is doing right now. Have you ever said that before in something in your life? Or maybe you're like, I I have no clue what God is doing right now. Like, where is he? Like, what's going on in my life? Maybe at this stage you are hurt, or maybe you're angry, and you claim that this is a mystery that I can't even explain. Or perhaps you too, like Jesus, have said this, my God, why have you forsaken me? where in the world are you because this wall hurts i am going through hell and i don't know where you are yet an ehs person will be able to admit these things and to talk them out with the savior in fact the bible is full of people who actually experienced their own walls those crisis moments as you and i will discover in our own lives our own crises That will take place. I think of Moses. Moses was the the guy who led uh, Israel out of Egypt. The Pharaoh, the ocean thing, the splitting of the waters, that guy. And Moses kills an Egyptian one day and then God decides to take him to a wall for 40 years. Could you imagine walking through a situation in your life of 40 years to wait to see its application and its fruition in you? And so what happens at that stage is that we see that there is this 40 year gap of God preparing him. Not only that, I think of King David. King David had to wait 13 years at his wall. And his wall at that stage was this. He was told that he was gonna be the next king of Israel. Then he had to wait for 13 years. How great is that? And through that time, his life is threatened multiple times just about loses his life, but God spoke something. God just wanted him to be at the wall for about a 13-year period. Is that cruel, or is God doing something there? I would propose that God is trying to do something. Or how about Jesus Christ himself, who for 33 years finally stood at the torture chamber known as the cross, where he died for you and I? 33 years, knowing full well that that was gonna be your end game. Can you imagine the wall that Jesus himself had to go through? He had to journey through to get to the other side of what God had for him. Were these moments hard for these people? Absolutely. And they will be the same for you and I. But the thing I love about these characters is that they fixed their eyes on God. Even in the uncertainty and the pain of it all, they still fixed themselves on him. I've had personal walls in my own life. Much like you probably have had. I mean Lisa and I, we've experienced the, the death of a child, which is a big deal. That's a pretty big wall. One that we didn't know if we'd ever get out of, right? Like this is just what happens. We've had a wall in job transitions and having to let go of things that you have built and established to begin and to start again. I've had a wall and we've wa- walked through failing marriage. It's something in our life as well. We've walked through different things like death as we've recently lost Lisa's dad. These are all walls. Not only that, you may have heard this cute little thing that's been happening recently called COVID. That's a wall that a lot of people have struggled with, and the wall is staring them down, staring them in the face. Here's the deal though. I couldn't, when these walls presented themselves, I couldn't walk around the wall. I couldn't circumvent what needed to take place, what God needed me to do. You know what I wanted to do in every single one of those walls was this. See you later. I'm out. I wanted to retreat. I wanted to suppress down those things that are hurting and are actually feeling like I am walking through hell myself. I've I've heard this one song that has said, "If you're going through hell, just keep on moving. Then, right? Don't slow down because there, there's that danger. But a lot of us, when it comes to the wall, we want to retreat. We want to get gone. But here's the deal: in those moments, what Jesus is saying to you and I today is, you got to journey through the wall. You cannot retreat, you cannot go around. There's gonna be hard work and it sure don't make a lot of sense, but you need to journey through the wall and it is there where he begins to develop you and I in our EHS. The question becomes, will you trust God when things don't go your way? I didn't want any of those personal walls in our story and in our life story. But will you still trust God even in the face of that? When the wall comes your way today, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to run around it? Are you going to try to peace out? Or will you say, okay, God, I don't get this and it hurts a whole lot right now, but I'm willing to go. And in this wall journey that we have to go through, as I looked at Psalm 23, I see five things that I just want to quickly leave with you. Five things that I think as you wrestle and deal with your walls, that these will be helpful tools to help you in the journey today. Number one is that you need to remember God's character at the wall. In January, we spent um, a month talking about the character of God. We, We learned some incredible things about who he is. The fact that he is compassionate, he is full of grace. We learned that, that he is an unfailing God. That he is you know always going to be there for you. And yet some of us are like, "Well, where are you? Like seriously, I can't believe that I have to go through this. But that's why I'm saying you got to get back to remembering his character. Remembering who he is and it is critical at this stage where you got to get back to scripture. In Psalm 23, it read this, that the Lord is my what? My shepherd. And you and I are the sheep but we are not the ones who are in control yet yeah, i gotta be honest with you i want to be in control sometimes but it says that the lord is my shepherd you know what a shepherd does with the sheep the shepherd will guide the sheep even when the situation gets scary even when the situation is a little bit unknown the shepherd will still lead the sheep through the territory And this is important for us to see that even though it feels a certain way, God still is present with us in those moments. It goes on to say that he will provide as well. And even when it hurts like hell, it says that God will still be the provision. It says that he will be Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides and we cannot lose these moments of seeing his character for what he is it goes on to say that your rod and your staff they comfort me which tells me this one thing whatever your wall is today whatever you are walking through the scriptures say that he is still with you even though it don't feel like it guess what he still is and so as i look at these these pieces of the psalm of the 23rd psalm i realize that i don't have to be afraid Does this hurt? Yes. Does it make sense? No. But I don't have to be afraid because he is there with me. We have to be willing to exchange the truth and the lie here in the story. A couple weeks ago, I shared this idea. Like, But what if it doesn't feel like he is unfailing, compassionate, and with me, and for me? What if it doesn't feel like it? But I did say that remember your feelings. They are not factual. You know what is Factual. God. And He is there even when you can't see it or even when you can't feel it. He is there with you. Number two, I I want you to know that walls are going to take, they're going to take time. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 reads this. Have you not heard? I love it. Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. And guess what about this, God? He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak. He gives power to those who are at the wall. And he gives strength to those who are powerless as they stand at their wall. Even the youth, the young people, they're going to get weak and tired. So, you know, no matter your age today, you're a part of this story. No matter how young you are, you're going to do this. Young men are going to fall in exhaustion. But those, everybody say but. When you see a but like this, (laughs) this is important. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. I'm sorry to say that your wall and my wall, they take time. But it's in that time, the promise of scripture is this that even when you get weak and tired, when you feel powerless and you can't go on, guess who's gonna be there in your corner and say, I got you, and you could do this. His name is Jesus, and he is gonna see you through the journey. First Timothy, chapter six, verse six, one of my favorite verses, with godliness with contentment is of great gain. God, it hurts like hell. Can I move myself to contentment Knowing that he is still with me, even though I'm not getting my way in the moment. Number three is God is going to use your walls. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it tells us that even at the right time, you are going to reap a harvest of blessing upon those who walk through the wall. And this is interesting because in another part in scripture says that, though the sorrow may last for the night, his what? His joy. And it says, so don't get tired of being at the wall and doing even what is good because at just the right time, God is going to put a harvest of blessing on you. See these words. If you don't, give up. Don't give up, folks, because it is here where God is going to use your walls. He's going to use your stories. Do you like your stories? No, no. But God will use your stories. And that is important for us to consider moving forward. The fourth thing that I see is do not do your wall alone. You know, I kind of did the assault course at the beginning because every good soldier knows that when you get to the wall in the assault course, you need your team. You need to draw on your brothers and your sisters in arms in order to get through the walls that are going to be presented to you. And nothing is different when it comes to the faith journey and the faith walk. You, got, you can't do this alone. Here's another truth. Isolation is a lie. If you think that you could go at it alone, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you that that is a tactic of the devil, our enemy. And I want you to see today that isolation is not good. You need to bring people into the story. So for some of us as we stand at our walls, you need to bring a friend into the picture. Maybe there's some family members that you need. Some of us today with the walls that we are dealing with, you simply need professional help. You need professional counsel. Go get it. There is nothing wrong with this because as God wants you to journey through the wall, he's gonna ask you to be um, weak in these moments and submit to other people. It's just gonna be what happens in our lives. And the last thing that I'll leave with us today is that these walls will crumble. Dot 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 dot. dot eventually. Here's the deal. Those walls are not going to remain permanent in our lives forever. Consider the rope that I held up at the beginning. In the scope of eternity, things will always change. Whether we are alive or whether we are dead. And so what I want you to see is no matter what wall you are facing today, and even sometimes when we don't get the answer that we want, that wall is going to crumble if you allow God to even use your pain, even to to use your blessings as you walk through those stages. An important note to see, I think, in this is that your story is unique to you. But guess what? It's not unique to God. God didn't wake up this morning and think, oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay, not to make light of our situations. He's seen it. But it's so unique to you and it's so painful to you. But what God wants you to see is that in the midst of all of those things, He is still going to use your story if you let Him. One of the most amazing things that I find in my relationship with Lisa is that the walls that we have had to experience, they have become platforms of conversation with people as we've led them as well. And you all have a story too, which means God wants to use you and your hurt and your pain to help and to edify somebody else. It sounds messed up, but this is how God works. Why? Because our God is a redemptive God. He can use anything and he can redeem it. This is his great name. Horatio Spafford was married to Anna and uh, they were deciding to take a, a family vacation from the east coast of the United States of America into Europe. The route was that they were going to take a boat, so lead by water, and as they started to uh, make the plans to, to sail that day, um, Horatio's business kept him back. He needed a few more days to shore up some of the accounts over here, and so he sent his wife and his kids, and uh, it was in, that, in the course of the journey on, on the water where another vessel struck their boat, and it showed that 226 people passed away in that ship and in that, um, in that accident, including their four children. Anna survived, which is unbelievable, but can you imagine being Horatio today? And knowing that you were supposed to be on that boat, but your four children die. Talk about a wall. Talk about not knowing what to do and how to do it anymore. I'm sure Horatio was like, God, where are you? Probably in a much louder voice than mine right now. (laughs) But his wall was real. He just lost his children. Of course, he decided to get on the next boat so that he could make his way to his wife to see him. And I don't know if you knew this, but earlier um, this morning while you were singing, um, Horatio was in the room with us, if you didn't catch it. Um, it was this simple song that, uh, that we sang, and so um, it went a little bit uh, like this. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well it is well Could you imagine sitting on that boat and your children have just died? These are the words that came out of Horatio's mouth as he penned them to a piece of paper. And For the last many centuries, people around the world have sang this song, it is well, it is well with my soul. Here's the deal today, I don't know. I don't know what walls you've had to walk through. I don't know if you have got a wall today that you are walking through. Perhaps you're sitting in this space or in your living room, wherever you may be, and you are walking through the darkest night of the soul. I'm here to encourage you today in saying this, that you are not alone. In fact, I believe today that God is not done with you. I believe that he loves you. But what he needs you to do is, you need to journey through the wall. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it reads this. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. And this is what he says. So that after you have suffered a little while, guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna restore you. He's gonna support you. And he's gonna strengthen you And he will place you on a firm foundation for all power to him forever. And if you agree with that, you can say amen. Because that is the last word there. Amen. We are going to go through our walls. But Jesus wants you in your emotionally healthy spiritual journey to go through the wall. Even though it doesn't make sense. Even though it hurts he's asking us today to go through the wall don't cheat it don't suppress it don't run away from it don't try to run around it go through it and it's there where i believe we could be like a horatio as well to say okay god it is well with my soul because he's still in control even when it hurts like hell can we pray today Father, I pray that you will help us in this moment just to take an internal look at our own life. So the question I'm going to place in front of you, church, today is this. Are you walking or are you staring at a wall right now? And if you are in that stage of life, I would really love to pray For you with you today with all eyes closed I'm gonna just ask the question if you're at a wall right now in your life and you'd say hey Sean I need you to pray for me today would you just stick your hand up right now with your eyes closed it's okay no one's looking around and if you're online do this at home he sees you that's all that matters father you see the hands that are represented here and in our homes you see the walls that are real and they hurt, and I don't get it. I pray for my friends today that you will allow them to journey through the wall. I pray that you will give them the strength because your scripture declares that you can be given power when you're powerless. When you're weak, you could be made strong because of what Jesus is able to do. And I pray for hope today that would rise up in our friends today, that they would be able to trust you when it doesn't make sense that these stories, although unseen today, are gonna probably have a little bit of clarity a little bit later. And I pray for the hurt and the pain that is there because this is real. I ask that you will be with individuals, families, whatever has been presented to you, you're not done with them yet. Speak that, speak that hope is what I pray. I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Perhaps you're here today with us, whether you're online or you're in the room. Maybe you've never had a relationship with Jesus where we truly can get to that spot of saying, it is well with my soul, even when it doesn't make sense. One of the things that we love here is that, you know, when somebody comes to faith in Jesus is like, I don't know, there's no monetary number I could put on this thing, it's everything that when someone submits and bows their life to Jesus, it changes. Maybe you've never had this relationship with Jesus, and we'd love to introduce you to him. And the one thing that we ask um, for you to do, if this is possible, is you'll text the word LIFE to 2504787113. Gives you an opportunity to jump into this journey with us, with Jesus. And if you're even more interested, um, on Tuesday and Wednesday night of these weeks as we're walking through Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, we have continue the conversations. And there are online platforms where you could talk a little bit more about what we've studied and what we're doing here. So church, I hope that if you're at a wall, if you're at the darkest night of your soul, please know today that He is with you. He is for you. He loves you. And He'll see you through. We love you. Have a fantastic week. And we'll see you next week.